Line drive left field, Ben and Teddy coming on, dives, and did he make the catch? He did! He got it! Here we go. It's time to party. Right here. 3-2. High drive! He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Swing and a miss, thankfully it's over! The Red Sox have won the world championship! Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast. Can you believe it? Here's your host, Terry Cushman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another hot stove edition of the Benny and the Bats podcast. Tonight, it will be almost entirely Red Sox related. I would say it's all going to be, but you never know when we might drift a little bit on a various topic. But do expect a very Red Sox uh, centric show tonight. With me, uh, Jason Kelly and Andrew Dwan. How are you, gentlemen? Not too bad. Can't complain. Celtics 1-0, baby. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah, tonight, uh, opening day for them, December uh, 22nd. So um, I was telling Jason just a minute ago, I'd love to get a confirmation on when baseball is going to get rolling it it looks like it's probably going to be may 1st based on the owners um you know quotes which were anonymous to to bob nightingale but uh the players seem to think that it's going to be on time so so we'll see what happens there but um i i hope they report if, if they do it on time they're reporting in six weeks how nice does that sound yeah, I mean, hopefully that's the case. It's about time. Yeah, I saw a report today that I guess the players and owners are at a disagreement on Manfred's powers right now, which is, I mean, I also disagree with Manfred's powers, but apparently he wants to hold on to the same ruling abilities he had during last year's, like, emergency season or whatever they were calling it. So hopefully we can get Manfred, you know, kicked off to the side and we can get this crap rolling in six weeks here. Yeah. He's just keeping that seat warm for uh, Theo Epstein anyway. Uh, Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But anyway, so um, been a slow winter and um move today the red sox signed 31 year old matt andres i is that how he pronounces it it's either sure. that, okay it's either that or andresy which i think sounds way cooler but uh, i think it's matt andres and he's been in the league since 2015 spent his first 3 seasons as a starter Primarily the last three seasons uh, in the bullpen. I guess he did have six starts within the last three years. But like I said, primarily the bullpen. His best season as far as his earned run average goes was his rookie year, 2015. That was a 4.11 ERA. 
Got a lot worse after that. Uh, 2018, uh, the, these last three years, like I said, have been in relief. 2018, 5.26 ERA. 2019, a 4.71 ERA. That was a full year in Arizona. And then last year, you know, for what it's worth, a 4.50 ERA. There was some quotes today. He could... Yeah. He could pitch 150 innings, so sounds uh, like that could be a starter. <laughs> I think he's going to be a flexibility guy. I mean, with the Red Sox uncertainty right now at the rotation with Erod and Sale, I don't think they want to go all in on too many guys. I do think they are going to add two better than average starters, and I've been saying Kluber and Odorizzi since we did our free agent podcast, but this is a guy that will accept any role that the Red Sox need to throw him in, and I don't think you're going to get a lot of guys that want to do that. Like, we saw Jose Urana sign today for three and a half. I guarantee they called him, and they were like, listen, you might be out of the bullpen. You might be innings one through three some days, but this guy seems to really want it, and he actually finished the season really strong. Uh, he finished September and October with a 1.46 ERA. So, uh, given the Red Sox above-average pitch uh, pitch coaching, we might see a little little magic going on here. Obviously, it's only two million dollars. If they eat it, who gives a damn? If they pick up his option, obviously they struck gold, and you're more than happy to give them the extra four million bucks or whatever it is next year. So, zero risk, only reward. And it's not like this is going to hold them back from picking anyone else up. Yeah, I I don't want to see this guy anywhere near the starting rotation, though. Um, I don't know who who said that they, they thought he was going to pitch 150 innings. He's never done that in his career. I mean, even his you know his longest season in terms of innings pitched, he did 127. And that so, was in 2016, yeah. Yeah. Those are that's what uh, his contract incentive is. If he hits it, um, I don't think he's expected to. Yeah. He in his press conference today said he's willing to bounce back from either role. So he yeah. sounds open to the opportunity, which I love. He's got a great relationship with Nadia Valdi, so familiar familiarity in the locker room there. Uh, whatever he can do, it's just depth. It's all it is. Bloom's not kicking his feet back and like, boys, we got him. Let's roll. So, <laughs> a nice guy that's there. If he works out, great. If he's gone in late late June, he's a blip on the radar. I suppose, yeah, but it, it just kind of adds to the pile of Jags. You know, just a guy that they have. I mean, it's it's you know, he's no different than Renfro. Renfro's the same thing. Well, it's. One year, three million. If he sucks, no big deal. But at the end of the day, it does. It is kind of a big deal if he sucks because it's like you're going out and you're making signings that may not work. So look, if he if he turns into a valuable swing guy out of the pen and he pitches, you know, let's say he gets you eighty to ninety innings and he's you know, ERA is probably going to be hovering around four. I don't think this guy's going to have a magical year where he's going to be you know, uh, vying for a reliever of the year award or anything, but. I don't know. It's just another Jag, and I'm sick of Jags. I want, I need more than that because the Matt Andreessis, the Hunter Renfros, it's not going to do it for me. Like It's going to be hard to get jazzed up for a season of, oh, hey, Matt Andreessis might come in the sixth inning and like 
only give up two hits and a walk, and he may not completely suck. Isn't that great? Like, no, that's not all that exciting. To me, the elephant in the room is this. He came from one of the best pitching programs in Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. That's a top two or three program if it's not number one. The Indians have a pretty good one by the looks of it. But he sucked in Tampa in a very low-pressure environment. So he's going to find it in Fenway Park with nutcases like me in the stands? I don't... (laughs) I don't I'll be in this. <laughs> I I know. What's that? How do we know there's gonna be fans? <laughs> well, in his case, I hope not. But I, I'm kidding. I, mean, I, I hope there's fans. Well, but... a four in 2018 for Tampa, which I think is pretty good considering like the Yankees were a murderer's row this year. We definitely know what the Red Sox were. Um, you had every single team in that division just hitting the cover off the ball. Well, that's that's what concerns me. He's So he's coming from, he pitched with the Angels last season, granted, you know, only 60 games, whatever, but pitched in the AL West where he gets to, you know, pitch against like the Seattle Mariners, and he still yeah. came away with an ERA of four and a half. No, he was pitching in Arizona for some of his games. That That's a band, you know, he... The ball travels all over. He was pitching in Colorado. He was pitching against the Dodgers. We got to keep, you know, take and, into account. And the, yeah, and the Giants. <laughs> I mean, I just I just really fear for this guy. Like, you know, if he's if he comes in in the sixth inning and he's got to stare down Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Or he's got to stare down Judge and whatever the hell the Yankees have out there next year. Like, even his former squad, Tampa, they're always going to put together a good lineup. Baltimore's Baltimore's you know, offense is actually getting better. Like, I don't know. I, I assume they're going to pick and choose where and when he comes in. Uh, for his sake, I hope so. Yeah. I just I mean, I, yeah, you I don't can know. throw Darwin's in every single game or a Brazier or anyone like that. I think they're going to have a lot of places for spot starts next season. And I don't think that they were going to get another guy that Guys that are signing, they want 30 starts a year because if they're going to sign a one-year deal, they want to hit the market next year with the most ability to make as much money as they can. And if they're only getting 10 to 12 starts, they're not going to get that earning ability. So you're kind of limited, and I don't think they're going to do anything before they say, see Kluber throw his bullpen in front of like 20 teams in a few weeks here, and we got Sugano pitching or the signing date coming in a couple weeks this just could be a guy that we'd have zero expectations for and he doesn't have heavy responsibilities we could easily fill out this uh pitching rotation and it could be really good in a couple weeks well we're not we're not getting those types of signings right now we're, we're just not we're you know Three million for Andres, three million for Renfro. We've apparently we've got enough room for eight more three million dollar contracts, which we might get. I don't know. Or thirty-seven million dollars worth of wiggle room. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to give them a chance. We can't get too angry. It's not. Look around the division. What have the Yankees done? They've gotten worse. They might lose Lemayhu. Look at the Rays. They might trade Snell. 
and God knows what's going to happen with Randy Ruzarina. Is he going to jail? We don't no, know. they already so, dropped the... Uh, they're not going to charge him, so he, he could get suspended. Discipline. Yeah, from the league, they could certainly uh, step in. Because I think that's like the minimum. I mean, Stephen Wright got that because he got in a yelling match. This dude kidnapped his daughter. <laughs> Allegedly. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a pattern here. The, the, step back. Right now, we're Tampa Bay North. That's th- those are the moves we're getting here. We're no better. We're no better than we were in 2020, and we might be worse. We might be worse. But no, but better. Hunter Renfro might be worse than Jackie Bradley. Okay, oh. but he could be better than Andrew Benintendi and Jackie Bradley could come back. <laughs> but might. I'm saying no one else has gotten any better. Who else has gotten better? The White Sox, maybe that they got uh, Lance Lynn. But now they have a manager that could completely divide their locker room. I literally, I don't under, I don't know who's gotten any better. It's not like guys are signing left and right, and the Red Sox are just getting left in the dust here. Well, the the Braves got better for sure, you know, with with Morton and okay, lost what their second or third best hitter. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. They lost their second or third best hitter. He's, he's out on the free agent market. The Braves did? Yeah. Who was that? Marcakis? No, uh, the one that, Oh, Ozuna. One of my Ozuna. 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 My yeah. bad. My bad. Yeah, well, for now, they've lost him. They're, I know there's a lot of Atlanta fans that have some expectation he might return to Atlanta. I, I don't know. For now, they've lost him. Technically, then we for now we've lost Jackie Bradley, but he could still resign. Here's Don't the problem: <laughs> he might he might be the upgrade. We're not when, when I was bitching about uh, when I was bitching about Renfro uh, on the last episode with the other guys. Well, actually, Jason, you were on that episode. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not getting. We're not getting a game changer in the outfield. That move is not going to be made at this point. How do we know? How do we know that one of these NL Central teams that's hemorrhaging money aren't going to want to facilitate a trade with the Red Sox $37 million that they have opened? I mean, it's a possibility, but it's got to be a player that's not going to bring on a ton of salary. I mean, how about Nick Zell? Who's that? Nick Senzel. Oh, Nick Senzel. Yeah, we we talked about him and what was the what was the hypothetical in that? Who would we send? I talked about a low. Uh, your problem for my problem that was last year. If you take on a Mike Mustakis, who is your could be your great second baseman, you eat his salary of seventeen million a year. You have your center fielder and your second baseman, and you just cut their salaries so you're paying each of them eight and a half technically when all of a sudden done on the books yeah i mean it's a nice hypothetical i i don't know bloom's gonna go for that type of a trade structure so to speak we don't like these teams do not know if they're gonna be fans in the stadium we were supposed to uh what 
20 million people who are supposed to get the vaccine and we've only hit one at this point. So the, the more and more we go with that, the less and less likely it is that these teams are going to see any profit. And if these teams don't see profit, these owners are not going to want to pay salaries. Right. Shit, they might not even want to play the season. So we could see the Red Sox take full advantage of this because we know the Red Sox have the cash. They've bought so much real estate around the Fenway area. They continue to spend overseas in soccer. So I don't I'm I'm just saying don't worry just yet. If they end the offseason with some more money, I mean I don't expect them to have more than fifteen million in cap space before the luxury tax threshold um, by opening day. But I'm just saying don't worry on December twenty third that the Red Sox have some holes. <laughs> well, I, I I am worried. Well, let's just go through it right now. Let's Here, do it. Here's your rotation. You got Eduardo Rodriguez. He's your ace until Sale comes back, as currently yep. constituted. Might be a three, might be a number five. We don't know what we're getting. He has trouble with consistency. He hasn't really he pitched re- since 2019 at this point. Then you got I think the- that's a little short there i he was definitely a two when we last saw him <laughs> yeah but keep in mind he was he was a two maybe even a fringe one before he got covid and before he got a heart issue that you know forced him to be bedridden for i mean months like he, he couldn't he wasn't given permission to do even light workouts for the longest time so he's just now starting to slowly ramp back up i mean who know with a heart issue that could flare up at any time. He could do a short, you know, twenty-five pitch bullpen session, and you know, come out of it saying, "Yeah, I'm feeling a little, you know, short of breath." And then there he goes. Timetable gets pushed back again. Like I think that's a huge red flag. I don't have any confidence whatsoever that he's going to be first of all ready to go, and secondly that he'll make it through the season. That's an extremely legitimate concern, and you, well, we're going to be watching yeah. for that. All of a sudden, think COVID serious? <laughs> this is our ace we're talking about. This is our ace that we that's requiring an intense debate right now, and I, I think the health is a concern. I, I for me, it's still the the consistency issue. I think saying he was number two is a bit generous, but albeit he was a number two for he was a number two for one season like four months of one season. So I'm uncomfortable that he's the ace. Then you got Nathan Avoldi. He's basically over the course of a full season, a number four or a number five. He'll have a couple of brilliant starts in, in there, but he he's going to get knocked around eventually and he's going to go on the DL anyway. So then you got Tanner Houck. You're hoping for the best. You need a third pitch somehow. Hopefully he'll find it. Uh, and then, and then you got Nick Pavetta, who's a number five until proven otherwise. So imagine if Avoldi goes down, then it's Erod, Hauk, and Pavetta. That's what you have, and then, and then you're hoping for the best with with Andres. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. You're, you're, you need so many stars to align with this rotation right now. Okay, but what free pitchers have signed? Did the Red Sox miss out on all of them? It just doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I, if we sign Jake Odorizzi, I'll calm down a little bit. We haven't. 
no one's been linked to anyone. We don't even know. We hear Bauer, the Mets, and the Angels. We all knew we weren't going to get him. We haven't heard anything about Quintana. We haven't heard anything about Odorizzi other than the Red Sox have been heavily linked to him, which is a good thing. We haven't heard a damn thing about the Red Sox being linked to anyone. They've been very tight-lipped throughout this whole process. Um, Kluber was another guy that they've been linked to. Oh, so God, so bad. You, you don't want him? No, I do not want I, Corey Kluber. Yeah, I'm out on Kluber, too. I, I No. No, I, thank you. And I don't want Quintana. If that's the big fish, I'm I'm going to live stream me destroying my podcast equipment. Um, <laughs> I just... Hey, then what do you want Bauer? I, well, I would love Bauer, but I, I, he, admittedly, that's not that's not realistic. What, what, how much money is he going to command? $200 million? Uh, well, it depends. Is he, is he going for a four or five year deal, or is he going on a one year deal? Because he's... He's hinted before that he would do one year. Pick plus international signing money for one year of Trevor Bauer. I would want Bauer for more than one year. I wouldn't sign him for for just one. Um, his agent, I think her name's Rachel Luba. Is Rachel. it? She's a big yeah. presence on on social media, but she tweeted it must have been about a month ago by now that he is considering multi-year deals now a one-year deal might make sense because of the cba regardless of his previous statements on what he was willing to do you know one one-year deals for the rest of his career so there's multiple factors in play that could lead to a one-year deal but i i would be out on him with just one year since there's going to be penalties involved, basically uh, you got to give me more than that. Um, yeah. T- 200 million, $500, which is a top 10 international guy. And they're going to lose a second round pick. And that would suck because that second round pick is this year when it's the number 39 overall in the draft. And it costs you $1.9 million worth of draft allotment, which is almost as much as, their previous year's total draft on on a four to six year deal. Uh, I am fine with those penalties, uh, but uh, I need them. I, I I need them for you know a number of seasons here. Now I I guess since we're on Bauer, I I want to I want to shit on the rest of the team, but a five or six year deal is fine for a guy like Bauer because you're losing a Voldy after what? Two more seasons this season. And then the next one Pavetta you have for four seasons, but it's super cheap money. It Rodriguez is coming into his walk year. So sales, the only guy you have long-term and yeah, it's for bigger money, but I'm fine with a with a longer deal for a starting pitcher. I don't think Oda Rizzi commands a five year deal. I think he's in the two to he's in the two to four range. But um, but I'm fine with Bauer for a lot of years because I know he's literally going to be the healthiest pitcher on our staff before the ink on his contract is even dry. That guy never gets hurt, and his mechanics are good and. Maybe he's going to doctor the ball like the rest of them are, apparently, you know, according to that video. But um, but I'm fine with Bauer. I just hope it doesn't become a, a huge well, circus down, act. Man. Well, Bauer down, 
So he'll probably require about $35 million a year. I don't think he gets so, that. I What is he going to get? I would put him probably in the 26 to 32 range. You know, if if it's more years, I, I think the annual value comes down. If it's shorter years, like four or five years, I think that the annual value goes up a little. But I don't think it's going to be 35 based on one extremely stellar season. So, right. so based on one extremely stellar season, you're willing to give this guy – the hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Then, what's that? That sounds like seven years, twenty-five per. Six, well, six years at thirty-two. You're looking at one eighty, one or one ninety-two. Yeah, I think the the AAV is a little high on that, but but well, I'm, I'm paying at thirty. I'm so paying for the hell. Two hundred four million dollars uh, to fill in any other holes. I would still do it. I I absolutely would because I don't think we're spending a ton of money anywhere else. You know, a six year a six year deal. Casas, Duran, um, let's see, Dahlbeck. They're not they're not hitting free agency by the time that deal is up. Earlier, you didn't even have faith in Dahlbeck earlier when we were talking. I don't, I don't. So let's let's <laughs> go over to first base right now. Here's our depth chart. Number one, Dahlbeck. Number two, Chavis. Number three, I'm not even kidding. If you're looking at the ESPN depth chart, number three on that list is Christian Vasquez. Here's the sad part. He, he would probably be the most consistent offensive player at that position. Um Bobby Dahlbeck is, is unproven, and I'm not going to be comfortable with him until he has decent or better numbers by June or July. Because by that point, you're, and that's in a normal season. If we're starting in May, then I got to push that back to August or so. But it, well, then we got a chance. But when teams see him for the second or third time, is he a strikeout machine? I mean, all the time we see Chavis striking out on high fastballs that are telegraphed. You you know that that's going to be the out pitch with two strikes, and, and he whiffs on it every time. I don't have – I'm not good with fan graphs and, and looking at those charts and stuff, so I don't know where Dahlbeck's weaknesses are, but they'll find them and they'll exploit them. And – he might have to get optioned. And then if he gets optioned, you got Chavis, who's not even a major leaguer. He he might not even be on the roster by whatever. We're extremely thin at first base. We don't have a ton of cash if we're going to... What's that? And only one first baseman signed so far, and that's in Santana, to a $17 million deal, which is absurd. But if you sign Trevor Bauer you don't get the ability to sign anyone else. So you're stuck at the with these questionable holds at first and second. And if you bring in that one giant fish. Well, I wouldn't be a giant fish. I mean, corner infielders are pretty easy to find. No, it's a giant fish. And if oh. they're going to give them $30 million, they're only a couple million bucks away from the luxury tax threshold again. And then they're paying a penalty. And then your draft pick drops. True. And what you can't drop from the top four pick. 
that makes last season just a, a total loss. Yeah, and I mean, Oda Rizzi is still, you know, realistically going to be, you know, my top 12. option. Yeah, probably, a tw- I think, a 12 to 14 million a year guy. I mean, it could be 15 to 18 if the market gets really hot with him as far as his annual uh, salary. But um, we're we're extremely thin. And the fact that we can't sign a Trevor Bauer and then fill in all these holes, that just shows you how screwed we are. <laughs> That's not a Bloom's fault, though. Well, you you know we no. got three three million on cha- on uh, Renfro now. That's clogging it up. You you could have just got. Okay, so then who's going to play left field if Benintendi doesn't work out? Well, that's that's what I'm concerned about. I think Bloom is is hoping that Benintendi figures it out, and I think oh. that he's gonna he's gonna ride with him and Renfro as as the platoon in left field for this season. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's not his fault that Ben and he went to shit. It's not his fault that they had to take on $16 million of David Price's deal. It's not his fault that they were over the luxury tax threshold and didn't have a first-round pick last year. No, but here's here's my issue. So he's he's handing out these small-money deals, right, which we all look at and say, oh, okay, it's $3 million, drop in the bucket. Like, they still have plenty of room. That's fine, but... The more those you up. add up, the less room there is. Yeah, exactly. And so and so now what he's going to do is he's going to say, well, we can't sign a first baseman because we have to save that money for you know starting pitching. But we're we're going to go with Bobby Dahlbeck for a full season. So you're going to go with a 26 year old who barely hit in the minors. If we're being honest, he hit for power. That was about it. He had the same issues in the minors that he has now, where he was a strikeout machine. He didn't take walks, and sure he'd hit one out of the park. But that was all he did. And it's not like you can say, well, Dahlbeck's 23, 24, he'll figure it out. He's 26 now. Like, you could go get the guy I mentioned earlier in the chat, Renato Nunez, who's a year older at 27 and is more proven. He's had one good year. He's had two. He was decent last year. So was Dahlbeck. He was Nunez. (laughs) Dahlbeck put up one less war in, in 35 less games. Yeah, I'd still rather have Nunez. You could probably sign him for nothing, or you could just roll. Well, Nunez is arbitration eligible, so he's going to get a few million. But you could just get it with Bobby Dahlbeck's five hundred thousand and find. If you're not going to go with Dahlbeck this year, you might as well just cut. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's kind of the issue I have. Is it's sort of a you get what you pay for sort of thing. Bobby Dahlbeck's only costing you five hundred thousand, and he's probably going to hit like one eighty over a full season. Or he could hit two forty fives. Who knows? Maybe, but if he turns into Gary Sanchez, is that what you want? He was in the two forty five to two sixty range, which nowadays isn't that crazy in Major League Baseball. Mm. How much would Ryan Zimmerman cost? He's never going to leave the Nationals, and I don't even know. I mean, he didn't even play last year. Yeah, I'm out on Zimmerman. That that guy, he's gonna break his back the minute he tries to <laughs> feel the ball at first base. No way. No. I just think it would be cheap. The the guy the guy I brought up, which solves a couple of issues, is Ryan Braun. I'm not a big fan of him. I think he he, he hit 199, and he's thirty. He's gonna be 38. 
I would still do it. Anything. I'm not I'm not worried about his 2020 stats. I I get the fact he is an older player, but if Dahlbeck works out at Dahlbeck's. If Dahlbeck works out at first base, you can you can slot him into the outfield, okay? If picture this, this is a horrifying scenario and I hope it doesn't happen. It's probably a low percentage scenario, but what if Verdugo gets hurt? Then you've got Benintendi, Chavis, and Renfro as your outfield. You've got a last place outfield out there. Okay. So I I would have Braun on the roster. You could plug him in out there. If Benintendi loses his mind and ends up in a straight jacket uh, actually, somewhere. Dude, Ryan Braun didn't even play the field last year. So not not for nothing, but Nunez can play the outfield too. <laughs> He can. He played left field in Baltimore. That's a big left field. He can play first, third, and, and the outfield. CJ Crone, as far as I know, is a free agent. Could platoon, maybe. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know where Dahlbeck has so much credibility. <laughs> yeah, right. He's 30 and he hit 190 and he struck out like 100 more times than Dahlbeck. Was. In 2020. Okay. Let's look at the rest of his career. Let me pull it up. Go ahead. <laughs> 250, 250, 250. <laughs> great, great. Left and right, 145 times, 107. And that's in 125 games. You're describing Bobby Dahlbeck. <laughs> according to your projection. Potential. Oh. <laughs> Dahlbeck Why was... Why would you go with the guy with the potential who can also play left and can also play third base for you? Uh, we're the fact that we're arguing with this uh, you know we have a lot of problems and we need a lot of stars to align we need Evaldi to have a great year we need Pavetta to be basically have the best year of his career which isn't even raising the bar very high we need we need Rodriguez to be firing on all cylinders and then we haven't even talked about Chris Sale yet, but he's going to have to reinvent himself a little bit. He's His slider down and in is going to be nasty, and he's going to get some, some punch-outs on that. Probably not as many as he used to. Nobody's going to be swinging at his fastball up and away. Everybody knows that's not a strike. And so he, he's going to have to work on some things in, in addition to – maintaining good health with a rebuilt elbow. So we're but not out of the woods here. Th- this isn't the set roster, though. Who who are we adding? Who are, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a decent starter. I'll give you a decent starter in there. You're still going to have said, a couple with question marks. What's that? I say they had two starters. Okay, who okay, are they so going to be? They had two starters. Who are you projecting? Odorizzi and someone else? I think that they might land Sugano. I really okay. do. Things I've been reading lately online, it sounded like he very well, uh, can't talk right now, very well maybe their target, and that they've been linked heavily to him. I'm only okay with Sugano if, if Odorizzi is coming with him because oh, he's unproven. Yeah, he's a he's a Japanese guy that's completely unproven. We already know he's not going to be Tanaka, so you you know the bar's not going to be that high. Uh, so uh, 
I want I want a sure thing. I want to feel good going into opening day. I don't want question marks. And, and no, we're going to have them no matter what at this point because of our limited, you know, flexibility. But um, you just, like I said, you need so many stars to align. You need Renfro to have the best year of his career. You need, you need Benintendi to come back in some semblance of what he was. You need Dahlbeck to be... <laughs> Be a stud like Andrew says he's going to be. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't see the Renfro hate that you guys have been bringing because his defense has been honestly well above average lately. And if he, his wins yeah. Taylor made Fenway Park. Yeah, well, so was Jackie Bradley's. That didn't help me sleep better at night. Jackie Bradley was fine. Everyone just wanted to hit three hundred with thirty home runs and be Mike Trout. No, no, I don't think that's true. He, he was he an automatic like he out that one year when he he hit twenty six homers and hit like two seventy. That's what I wanted. That's not who he was, and we had to accept that he was a great defender that saved the Red Sox pitching staff's asses left and right. His slumps were so painful, though, and that was the thing for yeah. for three straight weeks. But, he was an automatic out. Can we agree that the offense, as constituted, will be better than last year's? No. No, I'm not no. convinced of that. You know, I'm I'm not at all convinced of that. He sucks, Dick. You hate. I mean, is Devers gonna be worse? No, no, he should be better. Devers, he, I think, will be better. With the video room coming back, can be worse. I don't think that's coming back. It is coming back. It was only a yeah. one year. But, I, I'm not sold on the JD Martinez turnaround. Like, I'm not. I don't think he's done. Going to come back and hit 40 bombs and hit over 300 again. No way. He, Saying, can he be twenty five percent better or fifty percent better than he was last year, which was like literally worst case scenario? I'll give you twenty five percent. I'm not willing to go above that though. So, and Verdugo with another year under his belt, where he's healthy, and keep in mind he had zero off season workouts last year because he was recovering from his back injury. So he's going to be better. This team only scored twenty less runs than the Yankees did. They're going to be fine. You got Verdugo, Bogarts, Devers, and is that and it? Second base. That's it. We got the league's worst production at second base while Peraza and Zue win were in And I guarantee any warm body is going to do ten times better than they did. Well, you're going to have Arroyo at, at second. And I didn't get into the second base depth, but you got him, Arauz, Chavis, and guess who's number four on ESPN because he's on the 40-man. on ESPN. Dustin Pedroia is oh, number four on that oh, list. Jeez. So uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that Arroyo's going to be fine, no worse than, than average, you know. But, but I think we can also agree we don't want a long-term signing at second base. No. And we were talking earlier about being linked to Marcus Simeon, which would be great. Uh, I I don't want to mess with second base. I, I think I think we'll find a way to make that work. We also have Jairo Munoz. I think can he can play second, can he? Or no? And figure something out. But he, yeah, I'm just he, saying he can. Here, yeah. You don't, lock, you don't want to get locked into second base right now. It's the league's worst position. And you potentially have a really good everyday regular coming up in Jeter Downs. Uh, I'm, uh, 
half more, a season. More concerned about first base and the outfield in general. But the only three studs we have in our lineup, in, in my opinion, Verdugo, Devers, and Bogarts. And maybe Vasquez could be still decent, I guess, at face value. I have to say that he will be. But but everybody beyond that, including J.D. Martinez, who I've got a lot of concerns about his bat speed at this point. And I think you got so many question marks beyond that. And I think Toronto's going to have a better offense. I think the Yankees are going to have a better offense. I don't know about uh, probably not Tampa, probably not Baltimore, but we're going to be third best in the division. And third best in this division is what? 17th or 18th overall in Major League Baseball? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, they only scored 20 less runs than the Yankees did last year, and that's when the Yankees had the batting champ. Yeah, I th- that sounds good, but I just I see a very flawed lineup in front of us right now. They're probably going to keep the extended playoffs. You only have to finish ahead of uh, just a handful of teams, and we know that that will happen. We know the Orioles aren't going to be shit. We know the Royals are going to be terrible. We know the Indians rather not win. Like <laughs> just by process of elimination, you can get rid of X amount of teams right now. And find a way for them to be just penciled in. I th- I think in all three areas we're average to below average. <laughs> you- are, maybe we're average right now, but it's dis- it's before Christmas. It is, and no one signed. We're, no one signed. We've wasted. Carlos like- got thrown at, and he was like, "Are you sure? Sure, I'll take that money." Yeah, I'm just. I'm not going to say we're not a playoff team because of the expanded format, but I don't, I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good. I don't, <laughs> I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, there's reason to feel uncertain, but there's no reason to be like the sky is falling. Like, Holy crap. They blew it again. Like earlier when we got, it was like, what was that message earlier? I woke up to it. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, uh, the known roster inviting. Like, come on. We got to be better than this. We can't just have a chicken little, the sky is falling, fired high and bloom conversations every single day. It's they're gonna be okay, guys. I'm not. I'm not on the the fire bloom wagon, and I'm not gonna be for all of 2021. Uh, you know, but I was patient. In 2020, I guess I was a little irritated the first or second week because I was hoping we'd be more competitive than that. But I came around. I I knew what the process was, and and I was good with it. But but while I was good with it, I had a lot more confidence that we were going to make better moves coming into this winter. And we've wasted what eight million bucks already on on you can't. On Dude, Jags, he's a good player. <laughs> he he's a, he's getting fine. He's a career two ninety on base guy. Gonna <laughs> be fine. He's, that's See, here's, not fine. Here's my here's my fear. Here's my fear. I'm not. I'm certainly not on the fire bloom bandwagon. Not not in the slightest. I want to see what he does. Right, but I'm worried that it's trending in the. Well, let's just let's make this the the rays of the north. Let's just kind of build a roster around just some some decent guys like. So we're going to be sitting here 
And, you know, people like Andrew are going to tell us, be patient. You know, they might go get Sugano and Odorizzi, and then you'll feel better, and we'll be sitting here waiting for it. And instead of getting Odorizzi and Sugano, he's going to come back with Tommy Malone and Matt Shoemaker. <laughs> and we're going to get a Bloom press conference of, well, these guys are really valuable in, in situations that we've seen them in the past, you know, and I feel like they can be your fourth and fifth starters. And that's what we're going to go into the year with. And and there'll be cheap money, though. It'll be one-year contracts for like $2.5 and, you know, it'll be cheap, do, but they'll still suck. Let that go long term, though. Do we to be raised north? We'd have to cut the salary, the the budget by one hundred thirty million dollars. Oh no, I don't. I don't think they'll be raised north long term because John Henry will never allow that. It's it's still Boston, and they still want to sign guys to these absurd these are contracts. Right now, there's. So much uncertainty if there's going to be a season this year. We don't even know that. We don't know the rules. Are there going to be a D? Is there going to be a DH? When are we going to start? Or is there going to be a bubble? Like, what the hell is happening? We know nothing. So every team is hesitant to spend right now. Every team doesn't want to lock themselves in and be like, great, I've just signed this guy for three years. And the, you know, was counting on the first year being his good year, but we're not even going to see him. So. It's the ship will write itself. They're going to continue to be competitive. They reset the tax, which was huge for them, and they're going to get back in it. I just I don't know if I trust Bloom's mindset. I know he can build a team. You know, I know he can build a farm system. We've seen that, but Epstein won two championships here. It wasn't rocket science. Ben Sherrington. How do you build those teams? Oh. Through small minor free agent signing and trades from a good uh, minor league team, and then when he got you know the blank checkbook, it went to shit. He, he, Look at the two small the small signings he had. He got a bat, uh, guy that won the batting title in Bill Miller, and their backup DH behind Jeremy Giambi and David Ortiz. So those are two small signings right there that paid dividends. And how do we know that, you know, Bloom will hit on one of these signings? We, those weren't big money deals. He rebuilt from the ground up, and that's what they're doing right now. We started the season, last season, with a bottom three farm system, and now we're middle of the pack, and that's without even having a first-round pick. It's trending up. It needs time. It's not going to be overnight. It never was. And quite frankly, like the free agents available – weren't even there to, you know, allow that to happen. You couldn't just sign a 27-year-old like uh, Manny Ramirez in the prime that they did you know, way back when. And There's no pitcher on the market other than Bauer, who's not even proven, um, that they can just go in and sign or empty the farm out without sending themselves back another five years. Epstein had, you know, a lot of Duquette's team in place you know he had some good pieces and then he went and he got shilling which was obviously a great move and um you know bringing in a guy like miller but i wouldn't call him a, a scrap heap guy by any means he was nothing <sighs> right. he wasn't even their starting third baseman we traded shay hillenbrand for who was our starting third baseman yeah and ben sherrington it wasn't rocket science brought in Brought in, you know, the Victorinos, the Napoli's, the Johnny Gomes, the Uiharas, and 
you know, maybe he had a little bit more money to work with to, to make those moves, but th- they were guys that we knew right from the word go were going to play an important role, you know, regardless did, of where they were in they, their careers. He, he no, no, people hated that Victorino signing. If I you go back, I wasn't crazy about it myself, but we knew who he was. Red Sox overpay Shane Victorino three years, $39 million. All the headlines were overpay, overpay, overpay. And it worked out. So you've got to have some faith in the process because these signings end up being okay. Yeah, but they weren't bringing in the Matt. Andreases and the Hunter Renfro's and and <laughs> it's just it Johnny Jones is a Hunter Renfro, but we knew he was a bench guy and we had an outfield in right. place. But once we got Victorino, and there wasn't there wasn't talk of Johnny Gomes might be your everyday left fielder. Yeah, and the, and there is talk right now that Hunter Renfro might be the everyday right fielder. By the way, so um, and that. The season, the off season ended, right? We knew that was going to be the role. It wasn't coming off a pandemic year, where you had more questions than answers. Okay, so Andrew, let, let me let, let us just we're we're far apart, and hopefully, you know, the blood pressure will come down collectively amongst all of us as opening day starts. But what if it's and let's just assume it's you know we're starting in April. What okay. if, what if June first comes around and we're in last place again, or fourth place? Then, then what? What 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 what's the situation where we're in last place? Is it because we made no signings? Is it because of injuries? Yeah, uh, let's go with signings then. Let's just go with it. The roster was questionable from the start, and and it just panned out maybe the chemistry didn't work in addition to that and uh, you know and we're then you gotta make sure then then you gotta figure out you gotta get pieces that are gonna be ready to go next year (laughs) this is so we're gonna miss the playoffs for the first time this century three straight times and with two of the years we're an fan base what's that all time it's such like a toddler mentality that the Red Sox need to be like, yeah, every year we got to win. Blah, blah, blah. It's like we have to realize the Red Sox mortgage the future with that 2018 team. They sold their souls and now they're paying the dividends. Well, I mean, not exactly because a lot of damage got done right right after that uh, World Series with Dombrowski, you know, with the sale signing yep. and the Evaldi signing. But Which were all main pieces of the World Series. And that's what happened. We sold our souls for that. And that's not this current regime's fault. They're, they were dealing with a shit hand. They got, I mean, they were dealt such a bad hand going into last season. They have not had a thing. They haven't had a normal offseason yet. And it's unfair to judge them based upon that. I just think better moves could have been made. <laughs> like what, though? No one's made any moves. Well, like I said, I mean, eight million or so dollars is is gone now because we needed a career two ninety guy to play right field for us. <laughs> and so okay, so Bauer hasn't signed yet. So would you rather them signed nothing at this point? I think you'd be even more mad. Uh, 
you know, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad because I would have assumed more would, would happen and we'd have, you know. Okay, so so right now, the Red Sox haven't signed Renfro. They haven't signed Andreezy, whatever. There's your two signings. Um, all of a sudden, Artie Moreno opens up for Bauer. And then Real Muto signs with the Nationals. And Springer signs with the Blue Jays. And DJ goes back to the Yankees. And now the Red Sox are sitting there because they were never going to be in on those guys. And we're like, oh, crap. Or they were in on them, but we're getting outbid. And guys want to go to more competitive teams. Now where are we? Stuck with our pants down? No, I mean, when Morton got signed, when Morton got signed by the Braves, my, my blood pressure went up a little bit. He didn't want to come to the Red Sox. He, it's not going be the show. You can't make him come. But it's one less extremely viable option off the board. How is he a viable option if he didn't want to come to Boston? Be, that, be that as it may, but it's it's one guy we're not getting at this point. Whose fault is that? Not ours in this case, but isn't the urgency ramped up now? Like, okay, let's let's get on the phone with Odorizzi's agent. What does he want? How do you know they haven't talked to Bauer? He's clearly in no rush to make a move. He's I, more concerned about winning a Twitter battle. I don't. Well, I, I was I'll say about, this. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this in in Andrew's defense on Bauer. I think Bauer's going to be a February signing. Like I just all, all the signals he's pointing out is especially with the talk of the season being delayed now. I feel like he's going to take his sweet ass time, and he's not going to sign till late February, March, when he knows what the deal is with the season. He he just seems like that kind of guy that he's not putting his he's not putting pen to paper until he knows what the deal is. So I, I think a guy like Bauer, you're not going to be able to talk to right now because he's probably just telling everyone, yeah, I'm still weighing my options, and honestly, I still want to know what's going on for 2021. So talk to me in late January, February, and you know we'll we'll get to it then. I don't think and we're signing Bauer, market though. Up- Okay, but yeah. Then what else? I mean, they haven't lost out on anyone. We wouldn't have wanted given up the pieces that they give up for Lance Lynn, a thirty-three-year-old. I I wouldn't have wanted Lance Lynn either. I mean, he he struggled in this market already with the Yankees. I'm I'm tired of those finesse guys. So then we're back up to. We're back to nothing until January 7th when we find out where Sugano goes. And once these small pieces start falling into place, we're going to see free agency pick up a little bit. Well, what and if that's just what if he needs a, a $3 million second baseman then? And then that much money comes off. Or, you know, every then what, I've been bitching so deal, about what? these signings. I've been bitching about these signings. And then another bad one happens, and then another bad one happens, and they're just they're adding up. <laughs> why why can't they sign a three million dollars second baseman? They probably will. <laughs> that's yeah, my problem. Will. That's that's so what. That? Now now it's less resources to go get a starting pitcher. <laughs> To sign a three million dollars second baseman. <laughs> oh, I'm, hey, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the Tommy LaStella contract. Let's go. <laughs> let's get another. Let's get another thirty-two year old jag in here for, no, for I, three I, and a half million. I, I thought Terry said, "What if they need to sign?" 
No, no. I'm just I'm just saying what if Bloom thinks he needs one for three million? No. All these if we think about let's get if they get Sugano or if they don't, we'll probably see an Oda Rizzi signing the next day based off that contract. I would feel a They're little not, bit better. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, wait till January 7th when we find out where all these postings went. And then the free agency period starts. The the scout, uh, the front office guys after the winter meetings, which accomplished nothing, by the way, said January is the new December. And we just got to take him for the word. Well, I, I hope... They have... And they haven't missed anyone, and they have plenty of flexibility. They really do have plenty of flexibility here. Because we're not getting Bauer, so we have $37 million to play with. And that's via trade, and that's via, via free agency. And After Renfro and Andres were at 37? Only at $173 million with a 210 threshold. So it could have been 43. Because I've I've never heard you know I I was not not hearing we had forty three at, at at any point that sounds really high, but um, all right so we got thirty seven I guess at the moment but we'll see what uh, what if what if the Yankees sign Odorizzi tomorrow, then what? <laughs> so. What's or are they gonna? Well, how do we I know mean, they haven't? <laughs> you know, just like you said with the Red Sox, I just has been very, very open to what they were looking at. Remember that podcast we did, Andrew? You had your list. It was it was a fun show, and you were you were rattling off all these guys I didn't want, like James Paxton. Now I'm like, give me Paxton, <laughs> give me, <laughs> and I I still don't want that guy because he's he's gonna be. Paxton. Uh, six miles an hour off his normal velocity the other when he threw. Was he? Okay, I knew he threw recently, like within the last day or two, yeah. actually. He, he's cooked. Oh, he's cooked. Yeah, that, was, that was before I knew he was uh, soft throwing lefty and no longer throwing 98. But <laughs> I might have had injury concerns about him on that podcast. I, I don't remember, but um, actually, I, I definitely did. Um, but yeah, Uber were my two guys on that one for pitching. Those were my number. Those were my two guys that they would target. I think I had Simeon at second base. Um, I all these things are still a possibility, and a couple of these signings, which are still very good chance of happening. And dude, the Red Sox are going to be sitting pretty damn pretty. <laughs> All right. I, I've got nothing more to add. Um, you know, I'll reserve my right to calm down if, if said signings do happen. But, um, you know. And you know what? You have every right to be pissed off if they don't. And if they go into the season with $28 million worth of cap space, you should be mad. Yeah. I might. Uh, any uh, any any last thoughts? I guess. No, the only thing I would add is what we're you know we keep mentioning Sugano, but I agree with what Terry said. I, I don't want Sugano unless he's coming with someone else. Like there's got to be someone else in the works. It can't just be Sugano. Can't be your big prize. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, they have to add two starters. Yeah, because not one of them. They're going to add two starters. They have. They know they have to. Like right, because they're not enough arms to get through this many innings. Because what I'm what I'm fearing is that okay, let's say they get Sugano, that'll be you know their big prize of the off season, and then we'll hear oh yeah, and we'll we'll throw in a uh, Garrett Whitley to to round out the rotation, the guy they took in the Rule Five draft. Like that's not what I want. And that could be that maybe they're thinking that too. That's an excellent point. Uh, they'll they'll get two starters. They they absolutely. Two starters. They're not going to. They're not going to risk the ratings on S and B shit again, especially <laughs> with an abbreviated uh, Bruin season. That's going to kill their uh, kill their viewership. So they 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 need to get back into the swing of things. Just get the revenue going. I hope so. Me too. All right. Well, guys. Hopefully, uh, the next show will uh, be a little more exciting. Um, and not, you know, call him a Q for a second year in a row or, you know, whatever awful shit ends up getting signed. But uh, Actually, that's a game. I didn't really think of <laughs> Oh, please, no. <laughs> I he owes the Red Sox money as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, I would have I would have taken a McHugh over to Andreezy. No, that- no, no, no. Well, we that's- need to send Colin McHugh a bill for the 2020 season. <laughs> I think he actually paid them. Because didn't he get a? I think he got like a bonus or something. And then had to pay them back or no, it was they, something. Weird. They forgave that. You're right, but they, it didn't end up getting paid because they forgave it. Um, but yeah, I, was, I, I really actually kind of wanted to watch it pitch. That obviously never happened. Yeah, and that that was a 2020 signing, which was better than any 2021 signing so far. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. Good show. It was fun to it was fun to have some you know some vigor. You know, I, we haven't had these on on this. Well, actually, Charlie and, and you, Andrew, I think had a, had a little bit of one, but um, but yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been you know tension or just intensity you know since probably twenty eighteen. So <laughs> so for real, yeah. hey, I just wanted to give my I just want to give my boy I am Luke get the fair shake. That's, that, that's the only. I'm I'm uh, the high blue fan club president here. Right. You are. Uh, you certainly are. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I like him too. I hope I like him too. I'm not like I said. I'm I'm not going to do any hashtag fire blooms for 2021. That that'll probably start in June of 2022 at the earliest, assuming there's no strike. <laughs> I'm good, and he made baseball boring for you. That, that's why you know, <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> well, I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be spewing whatever, whatever the reasons are hourly. You know, like I did with Sherrington in 2015, and um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, have a Got good night, guys. All right, Merry all right. Christmas. Everyone. See ya. episode i think 238 in the books hope you enjoyed it it was uh definitely kind of uh intense like i said and uh yeah definitely a a different speed compared to uh the previous one so hope you enjoy it and uh above all 
have a good holiday. I'm sure we won't be back until after Christmas. Um, so we will see you then. Also, I, I neglected to say, also check out our YouTube channel because we're pumping out some content on there as well. So be on the lookout for that. Take care.